0: And welcome to hour two of the world's first
2: radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Master. Now, as I said earlier, we're taping the show today because uh, this weekend we are at the scuba show in Long Beach, California. I'm recording the show. You'll hear that next Saturday. Uh, the week after that, we're going to be down on the Florida Keys celebrating the 20-year anniversary of the sinking of the Spiegel Grove a uh, massive artificial reef uh, structure that is, uh, was sank, and, and uh, all the people were there at the beginning, and even some people that worked on the boat back in the military days and when the Spiegel Grove was in service are going to be on that show. It's going to be quite a thing. So we got, you know a little bit of a road trip ahead of us, so I had to tape the show this week, which gives us a little extra time to get a little deeper with some friends that we haven't spoke to in a while. One of them is Roz from the U.K. Yes, we are connected across the pond with Roz. Roz, how are you? How you doing?
3: I'm very well, Greg. I've been diving. It's been really good.
2: Well, you know, we got to get to that for sure. But I want to get a little deep with Roz today because we do have this a little bit more breathing room to get uh, you know a little deeper into a, a story now. Well, you know, I'm going to be in California. You're going to hear about this next week. They usually have a little seminar and the conception update that happened a couple of years ago and that uh, liveaboard sank off the coast of Catalina tragedy any way you look at it. Uh, There's been some fallout from that. But uh, even across the pond, you have, uh, I don't know if it's similar, but you have a a situation with a tragedy over uh, in your neck of the woods too, right?
3: Yes. So breaking today, um, there's been an update on the Lex Warner case. Now, Lex um, went and died on the 14th of August, 2012. He was diving up Cape Wrath and um, he was getting ready to dive and he took a tumble on the dive boat and fell over and the skipper said, should you really be diving? And Lex said, effectively get out of my way i'm getting in the water right and this was a technical this was a technical dive he got down down to i think about 85 meters wow okay um, and turned the dive uh at about five minutes into the dive and started heading up the line and he was seen to be holding a stage regulator in his mouth in his hand Hmm. now you only do that if You've got a problem with your breathing equipment or you perceive as a problem with the unit or you or there's something deeply wrong with your gas right you don't do it if you think you're injured um anyway he uh, he um came to the surface and died
0: yeah.
3: and it it was awful yeah uh, and of course. lex was a i lex i would regard as a mate um yeah. I, I knew him um he was um a rough diamond he adored his son he loved his wife he was in the main a really good bloke uh-huh. um his family sued the skipper and there was um a lot of information misinformation out there and we thought that he had fallen and he'd fallen onto his stage cylinder and it ruptured his liver and he would have bled out if he'd gone to his bank or he he he'd, really was a, a catastrophic injury and that's what caused his death right um, his death was recorded as drowning but there is speculation that it possibly is emersionary pulmonary edema and it's been undiagnosed because emersionary pulmonary edema at the time was um not particularly well known by the coroner's and um wasn't really out there that some of the tech tech divers knew it and certainly some of the diving researchers the diving docs knew about it and were talking about it but it hadn't reached the coroners they weren't aware of it at the time okay. and ipo and drowning looked pretty much identical. so it's not down to the 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 person who did the autopsy being negligent they they were not aware of his Okay. Anyway, the, the, the family have successfully sued the skipper, which would have been catastrophic for the dive industry. Um, and there was a ruling last year that uh, basically um, divers wearing fins on boats is highly dangerous and really you should actually walk to the gate and put your fins on and then hop in the water. Oh boy. Well, that's all very well and true if you're in Egypt and you're on a liverboard and it's lovely or you're diving off Key West and you're in a single set. But in the UK, we're doing what I think you would regard as expedition diving, um, and we're diving off converted trawler boats and stuff like that. And so it's very routine, but you'll kit up and you'll have your fins on and you'll be fully kitted and you'll be ready to go. Right. Because we have sharp tidal windows. We've got very close tidal windows when Uh you can jump on track. Right. And so... You're helped from your seat to the gate. So you'll shuffle on, or you'll shuffle on, you bottom shuffle on the seat, or you'll hold onto bars, or you'll hold onto a rope, or you'll hold onto a crew member uh-huh. to get yourself to the gate and then you'll jump. Yay. Because when you're tech diving, you're carrying, in effect, in some instances, your own body weight strapped to your back. And and doing a very elegant figure of thought, put on a fin, when you've got your own body weight strapped to your back on a, on a deck that's dynamic. Ain't going to happen. That's right. It's not possible. You're yeah. going to fall over, bring yourself, fall in the water, drown.
0: Right.
2: It's,
3: it's just really a very bad idea. Yeah. Um, so so
2: it- this lawsuit came through and they said, okay, this is our recommendation now, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, especially for yeah, you guys
3: judge, doing that judge, type of diving, um, right? The judge, well, the thing is, but the judge looks at how, there, there were witnesses you see from to, with from one side. And they were basically talking about, well, we never walk around on deck uh, when we're working and so on. And it was, yes, because you're a diving contractor, you are diving at work. You are an underwater contractor. You go down and you build things and you build things and you inspect things. Lex, was diving for fun he was diving recreationally Uh which is a completely different aspect to diving at work right and so what's happened is but the court has been overturned this result has come out today um and it's basically exonerated the skipper um and pointed out that yes he wasn't diving at work um, and that um, there was sufficient in the exercise of reasonable care from the defendants to provide a safe means of moving from a seat to the exit point. Um, and that Lex Warner was well aware that it was an obvious inherent risk and chose not to use the provided means um, and that he was given repeated warnings. Um, and he made an informed choice to put on his fins on his seat and walk across the deck to the exit point without using a handrail or deck hand. Hmm. And so, this has been overturned.
2: Yeah, which now, is good for for the dive industry. I mean, it's same. Uh, you know, for the conception tragedy, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. It's you know when these things happen, when the families come after you know the operation or it's really not even the family sometimes it's the insurance uh companies yes. or lawyers that they hire and uh the fallout from this is not necessarily good uh, you it's know good.
3: for been the been dive in industry 10, for, for sure 18 eight, years this court case yeah. it's been going on ten years this this situation and it's not good for the skipper of a boat and it's not good for the Alexis family either because they will have been through legal proceedings and yes they've chosen to go down the route of legal proceedings but uh-huh. it's still not a good place for any party to be in no.
0: um,
3: now this court case could still be overturned at this point it might go and be appealed again i don't know um i hope not but it might but this is better news for the dive industry but what is happening is for instance, we can't get insurance on boats right. um, and companies in Ireland at the moment. those businesses are struggling to get business insurance, so they're going out of business and I'm hearing from your end that um the the conception case is going to mean that boats are not going to be get' going to be able to get insurance. Well, that means the boats are going to vanish and actually. The divers are going to be poorer for it, and the diving industry is going to be poor for it, because we're losing resources and we're losing opportunities to go and explore.
2: Right, and, and <laughs> I would think, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to pretend I know what's in the mind of every diver, but I know for myself that if, God forbid, an act of God happened and, and something happened and I passed away on a dive boat, the last thing I'd want to do— Is have my family sue to the point where you put the business out of, you know, put them out of business and then potentially put the entire industry in a position where they can't afford to operate and make any money anymore and eliminate diving as an option. And that's kind of what happens with these tragedies sometimes. So there has to be some kind of guide rails to follow. And uh, we're kind of in the thick of it right now here in the States with that conception thing, unfortunately. So we'll have to see how that moderates. But yes it is
3: Um, and it was awful for everybody and no doubt the lawyers are going to paint the owners of conception as money-grabbing bad people
2: there's definitely a lot to this story and you know what we could go on for days but (sighs) ross from the uk we got to talk about more positive stuff and that's coming up next on the world's first radio show devoted to diving
0: this is the worldwide scuba radio network it's
2: better in the Bahamas. Want proof? Book Grand Bahama Dive Week, May 22nd to the 28th. Caradona Dive Adventures is your connection for this six-night all-inclusive stay at Viva Windham Fortuna, including unlimited beverages, alcohol, cocktails, and wine. You'll get superior garden view accommodations, a one-day two-tank tiger shark dive, and three days of two-tank boat dives with Reef Oasis Dive Bahamas. Call Caradona Dive Adventures to book your Bahamas Dive Week, May 22nd to 28th now at 1-800-328-2288 or go to caradona.com.
0: Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. Prepare to rig for dive! Your surface interval is complete. You're now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba
2: Radio. Dive,
1: dive, dive.
2: Okay. Who wants to go down the creepy tunnel inside the
1: tomb first? We're just gonna wait here for a little while, so things quiet down, if you don't mind. you going down. you going down. you
2: going down. I have a friend who does the diving. you going down. This is the world's first radio show devoted to going down. I am Greg, the dive master. Roz from the UK with me from across the pond. All right, time to change gears a little bit. Uh, you know, bring a, you know, we'll we'll ascend just a tad. It was getting a little deep and heavy in that first segment, but it you know, you kinda sometimes you gotta go there, right, Roz? And uh for the betterment of the industry. You think?
3: We experience all range of emotion. Right, there you the go. Pool.
2: That's it. That's it. By the way, Roz is the Shearwater diver of the week. Uh, brought to you by the Peregrine Dive Computer, embark on your adventure. Did you know that, Ross?
3: Thank you very much, Greg. It's nice <laughs> to be told that.
2: Yes, we oh, got to recognize think, you taking, on many levels I've
3: sometimes. My, I've been taking my shearwaters diving.
2: You are. Yeah, you, You've been uh, diving lately, I hear. Where Where have you been? Yeah.
3: So I got in a quarry in uh, February, March time, to get start getting back in the water. Yeah. And I'm sure Alan Wickman was down there with his spoon because it hurts more busy hacking away at my wrists because um, my hands got so cold, ridiculously cold and I mm. could manage 30 minutes. It was six degrees centigrade. Oh, geez. So, um, I um I climbed out and decided I was going to dive in the sea. Okay. So I went and dived out of um, Portland and then I went up to Scotland and then I've been down in Plymouth and I'm diving in Plymouth this weekend. And um, it's really great because the sea's walking, warming up. It's about 10, 12 degrees centigrade. So it's getting really lovely. Huh. Um, we dived some really good wrecks up in um, Mull. Um, and it's been interesting because I've been diving these wrecks in Mull and Plymouth for several years. Yeah, and they are dynamic; they are changing, and they are beginning to collapse. And it's interesting what bits of wreck are being exposed, and what marine life is down there, and what you're seeing. Well, what um,
2: what do you see in that regard? Are are you talking like like? Uh, are there a bunch of an- anemones? Anemones can attach to the wreck and stuff, yeah, or about,
3: what? Okay, so the Hispania is an iconic wreck mm-hmm. in in Scotland, and it's uh, it's kind of like. The, the Scottish version of Epistle Gorm, which is in Egypt, and it's though somebody has laid the most lush, plush, rich, gorgeous fur over the um over the hull of a ship, hmm. and okay. you end up with these plushy pinks and and very snow white, snow white flake white plumose anemones, and yep. um, they're, 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 it's a massive feather, but it looks like fur. It looks wow. like very rich for Well, everywhere. you
2: don't have the visibility, though, that they would have in the Red Sea there, do you?
3: Um, It depends on yeah. whether we've got bloom in the water and what time of year it is and what the weather's doing. Hmm. So we had diving of two halves a couple of weeks ago out of Plymouth where we were diving the which was purpose-built as a wreck, um, and it was like diving by Braille and really couldn't see very much at all. And then we went around the corner and we dived a Persia, and she'd been torpedoed um and oh my god the vis you could see down the wreck you could see uh you could see the counterbalance weight around the rudder you could see the rudder you could see the prop shaft nice. um, you could see the capstan you could see there was an awful lot of stuff on her um, and she was just laid out in front of you, like this big, enormous banquet. And you're like, where am I going to start first? Um, and it it was it was superb diving. Uh, now, you're doing this
2: uh, on your rebreather kit, I assume. No, I'm
3: on twin 12s. Yeah. I'm, how, on my, I'm, on, I'm on twin 12 cylinders, which is about, well, 10, uh, about twin 90s. 80s, okay. All right. Well,
2: and then how deep are we talking for these wrecks?
3: Uh, 30 meters, so about okay. 100 foot.
2: All right. Well, that sounds pretty awesome. So, yeah, it so did. you've been uh, really working out quite a bit underwater, it sounds like, lately.
3: Yeah, and I have to say that I've been diving the Terek because um, I've just been sent a Terek to play with, and yeah. I've been diving that. And what's been really good, actually, is how bright the display is because, um, yeah, my arms aren't long enough anymore. Right. Um, and um, so I've got to have lenses in my mask, and it's surprising. How good the Terek display is! Um, that it it's is extremely bright, and it really sh- and what's really good is that when your deco clears, it goes bright green. Yeah, and that's so good to see in the water, and it's so easy to see in the water. So that's been useful. But I've got some exciting news yeah. about Shearwater because of Bruce. So Bruce Partridge is the man yeah. who started Shearwater, right? And he's just been accepted as a member of the Canadian chapter of the Explorers Club. Oh, cool! Now, Bruce is not an explorer per se. Does he believe, does he belong in this? Absolutely. Because what he did was he created a piece of technology that we strap on our wrist and we know how safe we are and what boundaries we can go to and what we can dive. So he has enabled the explorers out there to dive longer, dive deeper in a safer manner. And he's facilitated their explorers, ex- adventures adventures. Um, and so I'm shuff the bits. But Bruce has been... Um,
2: Are you allowed to say been, that on the radio? I don't know what that means. <laughs>
3: but. Um, I'm thrilled a bit. So okay, all
2: right. I, I, wouldn't, I wasn't sure exactly what that meant. And, Have you not uh, met shaft before? I've never been shafted. Is, is that what you What's said? Shaft. C-H-U-F-E-D. Oh, shaft. Chuffed. Okay, that well, sounds better. No,
3: not shaft.
2: Shaft. Shaft, dear. Shaft. Okay. Yes. To bits. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm, I'm just. Uh, I think we better just move on because I, I know uh, the way my mind works. I'm going to say something inappropriate, so we better not. Okay.
3: Okay. Yeah. So, a little bit of juicy news for you. Avatar <laughs> yeah. two's been named.
2: Sweet. The I, I Day actually, Day. Uh, you know what? I was just at Disney uh, a week ago, and I did the uh, Avatar uh, experience there at Animal Kingdom and yeah. uh it's it's pretty cool i mean if you if you like the movie the initial movies uh, the rides are pretty happening and it kind of you know it sets it up for a new movie uh, especially they get this thing where you fly on some kind of oh. avatar dinosaur or something and, really? Oh yeah, it's pretty pretty cool ride, and and uh, you know, it's like obviously this is kind of a new thing. Maybe it'll be in the new film, but the new one uh, definitely has a lot of underwater stuff going on in, in it. And,
3: yeah, it really does. Kurt Crock, who um, is um, a very renowned freediving um, expert, trainer, and so on, worked extensively with the um, the team um, who acted on Avatar, so Kate Winslet and other stars. Um, and, um, yeah, the way of water is going to be, I can't wait to get in the cinema and see it because I know some of the crew that work behind the scenes on it. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be seriously
2: good. I bet. I so, so it's avatar two, the way of water. That's the title yeah. that's been released? Uh, All I right.
3: there isn't a two anymore. It's just Avatar, The Way of
2: Water. Okay, gotcha. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to be hanging around in California this weekend next weekend. Uh, don't be surprised if you hear us talking to some folks that are involved in that film, because I believe there might be some on location being we're going to be right down the road from Hollywood. So, uh, yeah, I, I've been hearing a few little rumblings, so that's good. Uh, the, uh, the Way of Water. The Way of Water for Avatar. So-
3: you're going to be at long beach aren't you
2: yeah i'm there right now
3: <laughs> right so um on sunday the 15th of may bonnie tooth is going to be doing a piece going to be doing a tribute to dotty fraser
2: to dotty fraser okay well uh, i'll tell you what hold that thought we'll uh, take a quick break and find out what that's all about next with Roz from the uk on the world's first radio show devoted to diving
1: Tell you my friend I know He's got the world's first scuba diving radio show So now
0: everywhere I am And
1: everywhere I
2: go The first thing that I tune to is Scuba Radio This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. Roz from the UK connected with me uh, across the pond. And, uh, you know, I'm at the scuba show this weekend. We're taping this show. But uh, Roz is still plugged in even though she's not there. And uh, knows what's going on. So Dotty Fraser,
3: diving pioneer, She's yeah. first female scuba instructor in the states,
2: first scuba um, instructor in the states. Right. You know we interviewed her years yeah. ago.
3: So Bonnie Tooth, who's a member of the Women Divers Hall of Fame, is going to be doing a tribute to Dotty Fraser, who ah, died okay. earlier
2: got it um and
3: she was also off. they're going to show a video that highlights dotty's large and life adventures so she rode motorbikes um she was a wild one she was exceptional i met her at long beach with christina and what they're doing is there's going to be a special dive training grant in dotty fraser's memory and that's going to be launched which is really really lovely for more women divers hall of fame so that's happening on sunday on the 15th of may Between 1 and 2. Okay. Um, Long Beach Convention Center in Seaside 5B.
2: All right. Well, maybe I'll have to uh, wander over there. And uh, see what we can find out while we're doing the, the broadcast. We're going to be wandering around, uh, you know, the aisles of the scuba show and and broadcasting uh, or putting our show together for next weekend. So maybe I'll get a little piece on that. But yeah, Dottie was a she was a firecracker. I remember interviewing her actually at an event in the Bahamas, and I really didn't know who she was other than just knowing about her. But man, she was a little on the salty side. I, I I recall some editing I had to do, but that's just how how they rolled when they were pioneers like that you kind of had to be a little rough around the edges right
3: Uh, she was an exceptional lady and she certainly pushed boundaries yes um, she did she did
2: I loved every minute of it it. good stuff just like Roz she uh, does all kinds of good stuff and still manages to talk to us anyway why she uh, stoops to such low levels maybe because she's a diver I'll leave it at that Roz you take care we'll talk to you next time okay
3: look after yourself Greg stay safe
2: more coming up on the world's first radio show devoted to diving
0: the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. We do our hunting and farming here. Underwater? Underwater? The sea supplies all my wants. Let gravity pull harder. We'll go underwater, baby. Dance
1: when we under the waves. listen and unbothered. We'll go underwater, baby. Dance when we under the waves.
2: This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg, the dive master. All right, so we are recording. And uh, once again, I'm at the Scuba Show this week in Long Beach. Uh, you're going to hear that full broadcast as we put together a show from the uh, show floor there at the Scuba Show. Uh, first big consumer dive event in uh, you know since COVID, over two years. It's about damn time, but uh, I had to record uh, this week's show because, we, you know, we kind of have to work in advance. But the next two shows are going to be live on site. Uh, Which explains why we're recording today, just because, like I said, the travel schedule. Now, uh, with me in Long Beach will be Jerry Beatty from Dive Training Magazine. He's with me on scuba radio right now as we uh, both look forward to getting together in person there uh, on the West Coast. Jerry, how are you, buddy?
1: I'm good. I'm really good, Greg. I'm
2: looking forward to the scuba show.
1: I mean, I don't think I've looked forward to a show like this since the
2: beginning of my career. It's been a long time. Since we've been able to get uh, face-to-face, especially, you know, with the uh, general public. And, uh, you know, the ticket sales have been through the roof. Uh, I have a feeling we're going to be reporting uh, some, you know, some very positive numbers and uh, just a lot of happy things uh, next week on the show. Because uh, we, we both have seen the, the pent-up demand has been huge. Oh, and- yeah. And uh, especially there in California. So once again, you'll hear all about it next week. And Jerry will probably be on that show as well. But as we uh, record this show, uh, you know, in advance, it's like the calm before the storm. And then, you know, and then after I do that show, I'm heading straight down to the Florida Keys, to celebrate the 20-year anniversary of the sinking of the Spiegel Grove in Key Largo. It's been a long time since I've been down there as well, but you just got down uh, went, got down there like a couple weeks ago for a big event, right? I, I was down there for almost two
1: weeks, the longest I've been in the Keys uh, in years. Really? So it, it was great. It was fun popping around, seeing everybody. Yeah. Uh, went to the uh, Museum of Diving History and spent actually a few hours in there they've got so much new stuff it's crazy well i'm heading
2: down there to see for myself yeah divingmuseum.org you can check it out and uh lisa and the gang there i've heard they've done a lot of new things that we're going to check out as well but you spent over two hours in the in the uh exhibits i did i was
1: with a young lady that had not been in the museum yeah had lived in largo as a matter of fact and had never been in the museum itself and she came out and just went, I was totally blown away, thought it was going to be some hokey deal, and it's not. It's completely professional. I mean, yeah. it's it's a mind blower. It They've is. done such a good job.
2: I mean, you know, it's been at least two years since I've been there, and uh, I, it was impressive then. So I can only imagine that they, you know, they continue to update the exhibits and put in new stuff. So I'm looking forward to that as far as our uh, visit here. You know, in a couple weeks, which you'll hear all about, once again, as we broadcast from the Keys. But what about this event you were there for? You were getting together with a bunch of diving dignitaries, uh, you know, not not unlike what we're going to experience for the sinking of the Spiegel Grove, but this was something else altogether down there, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, it was completely different. It was a brainchild of Miss Amy Slate, oh, okay. who uh, owned the Amore. Right. Dive in. And... uh she got this wild idea that she was going to throw a party for people who had been in the dive industry from 1985 or early.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. So, so there was a, there was a limit on you weren't allowed if you started in the industry after 1985.
1: Well, it weren't supposed to be. We had a few slackers. We yeah, let okay. in,
2: you know, <laughs> party but, crashers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We had everything from uh, dive operators, previous dive operators, hoteliers, it's just grunts that was slinging tanks in 85. Yeah. Uh, so the stories just rolled and rolled. We had some big names. I like, spent a lot of time with Steve Frank. That nice. was good. I hadn't caught up with him in a while.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, uh, so basically all of the dive operators that were in business in the 80s who were still alive. <laughs>
2: well, there's that. Still can yeah. get out.
1: Mm-hmm. We only had a couple of wheelchairs. <laughs> okay. So you know it was it was good uh and spent four or five hours just basically working the room hitting this table for those stories and next table for their stories and yeah Spent the whole evening doing that and then went to dinner and lo and behold here comes spencer slate of course and he comes rolling in and i was worried i wasn't going to get to see him because i was leaving the next day yeah so that was good
2: so it was just an excuse to get the uh all these diving dignitaries together for a little party. Was that really what it was or was it something more to it or what?
1: No, that was basically what it was. Mm -hmm. The word dignitary maybe, maybe isn't the best choice of words, (laughs) but but I suppose you deserve a title for just still being alive.
2: That's right. That's worth something. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a who's who of the diving industry. Anybody who's been (laughs) in it that long has uh, managed to, you know, eke out a living and probably create a name for themselves. Uh, for sure, and all those people you just mentioned—if you—if you're not familiar with their name, with those names, uh, you just haven't been paying attention. All you got to do is open up a dive book or magazine, and there you're going to find something. Especially if you you know thumb through the past issues and things like that. But but uh, yeah, I mean, any excuse to get a bunch of old salty da- divers together, uh, I would imagine, uh, makes for a fun night, right?
1: Absolutely. And that's what it was. It was strictly for fun, for kicks. There was no real purpose to it. It was kind of nice seeing who was still around and who was still alive. Uh, Unfortunately, we have lost several of our club. Well, uh,
2: you know, it happens. But, uh, But the fact that you still got a bunch of them still kicking and still diving for that matter. That's right. I mean, it's amazing you were able to connect with Slate because I know he is, uh, just cranking right now down in the Keys other than getting blown out every now and then for the weather. He is, uh, you know, full, full steam ahead as far as business, right?
1: Well, he certainly is. And the night I saw him, he had just come from the hospital and, uh, he is now the proud godfather or grandfather of a baby girl. Yeah. Sky had her baby. Mm -hmm. So he was just beaming.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Uh, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? He's a proud grandfather now. God bless him. Yeah. Yeah. I know.
1: The keys are are booming. Greg, they're just booming. There are people wanting to go diving everywhere. Yeah. And some of the days, due to the wind, they're waving their money going, take me diving. And (laughs) you just can't go out.
2: Well, it's like the four to really six drop. feet. F- f- seeds. you don't want to go out. And then. Oh, yes, we do. Come on. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. If you can get <laughs> your boat out, I'm going. Yeah. That's I mean, right. I mean, yeah, I the, the pent-up demand is, is uh, high all around uh, the world right now, but the Keys have probably been one of the biggest beneficiaries uh, for the last year or so, especially in the States, because... You know, obviously, if you're having trouble getting out of the country because of COVID and travel restrictions and all that kind of good stuff, uh, it's much easier to just get down to the Keys, fly into Miami. Or if you're in Florida, drive down and uh, and experience a little island life without leaving for an island. <laughs> That's kind of the benefit of the Keys, right?
1: It's amazing the difference. Uh, you land at the Miami airport and an hour later, you're on an island. Yeah. You know, and the whole aura of everything changes i'd so like to say true. the pace changes but it's sped up pretty much down there i mean people are buzzing
2: really okay well i mean but you still get that kind of island feel uh, especially in the evening when you hit some of these tiki bars
0: absolutely uh, down in the
2: keys it never loses that island charm to a certain extent but uh but you know yeah you, you get a little bit of the best of both worlds when you're heading down there to the keys right. now this event when you got uh, with all these uh these old-time divers that are, have made a name for themselves in the industry, were you, did you have your editorial hat on, too? Are you writing an article for dive training that it's going to show up in a few months, or were you just down there for fun?
1: I was just down there for fun. Hmm. I, I, I wouldn't want to expose some of the people that were there, <laughs> and I certainly wouldn't want to repeat their stories to the
2: public. I gotcha. Okay, so you just file those away for you know, potential blackmail things if exactly. you need, need them for later i got gotcha. you what about diving so you were down there for two weeks you got some diving in didn't you no nope, i didn't what? go diving the whole time
1: i was i i went out on a boat a few times but i didn't actually get in the water the whole time i was there what? so shame on me for that
2: well you what you went out and just did some uh bubble watching or, or fishing or something instead or what basically it was island sitting and beer drinking. Ah, okay. Yeah, you don't so, want to combine know, there's, those. Uh, there's elements. just
1: times you you need to take a
2: break and sit
1: back and just enjoy life and that's what i was doing
2: okay well you know it's well deserved for jerry Beatty. he's been around the world a time or two diving around the world and every once in a while when you're in the industry uh, you kind of need to take a break and just take in the sights instead of diving like a maniac like he generally does all right we got more coming up with jerry Beatty and his latest travels to indonesia next
0: would you like to talk diving Greg the Dive Master's all towel down and ready to take your call now. Call Scuba Radio at 888 88 Scuba.
2: hosting a radio show about scuba diving, flying, and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving, flying, and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why I wanted to tell you about Nanook Professional Protective Cases. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. From their high-impact NK7 resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook cases generally cost less than similar products currently on the market. From an iPhone to a full set of dive gear, whatever you need to shield from the elements, Nanook Professional Protective Cases has the size, shape, and color for you. Go to nanook.com. That's N-A-N-U-K.com for Nanook Professional Protective Cases. The evolution of protection.
1: You know the fine for littering in the state of California, Chavez?
0: Yes, sir! I don't care if the legs die. I'm a California man. I'm
2: a California man. I'm a California man. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Yes, I'm heading to California next week. You'll hear all about it as we broadcast from the Scuba Show in Long Beach, California, first big Consumer dive vent uh, since COVID shut us down. It's going to be huge. You'll hear all about it uh, when you tune into the big show next week. However, right now, I'm talking with Jerry Beatty from Dive Training Magazine, among many other things that he does in the dive industry. He knows everybody and has been all around the world, uh, including Indonesia, which is a place I haven't been. And you did, uh, well, what kind of diving did you do out there? Or when, I should say, first?
1: I'm not, I haven't been yet. Oh, you're getting ready to go. I'm getting ready to go. All right. I, I've been looking at the places I have not been and Indonesia came right to the top of the list. So I'm going to spend about six weeks bouncing around and see what I can find. Six weeks in Indonesia. Yep. Going to go into Manado, and then, uh, spend four or five days there. And then we're transferring to another resort in, in Bunker and, uh, then I think we're going to go to Sulawesi next.
2: Okay. So, I've heard, heard of gone. these places, uh, but I, <laughs> you know, and they've been kind of on my list as well. But you, it sounds like you already got your entire itinerary all set. Is that right?
1: Pretty close. Almost uh, ready to pull the trigger on the last couple pieces of it. But yeah. uh, I'm going to go back to Saladin and spend a week in Saladin after Sulawesi. Yeah. And then uh, I think I'm going to Jakarta. I'm going to meet up with my daughter. She's coming in, and uh, we're going to go spend the 10 days in Bali.
2: Wow. Okay. So, I mean, and I've heard from all the people we've had on the show before that that is some pretty exotic uh, diving. I mean, it spans a pretty wide swath of the types of diving that you can do. One of the things they're known for, though, isn't that the area where they're really known for the muck diving, the little small stuff that you find in the volcanic sand or something like that? Is that right?
1: That is absolutely right. It is the king, the capital, the empire state building of muck diving. Muck it is diving, yes. Muck diving, digging through the muck. Yeah. It doesn't sound
2: critter. very appealing, but then when you see the pictures and the videos, if you uh, go on YouTube or something, you go, holy crap. It's like, uh, you know, swimming across the, the surface of the moon. And then every once in a while, you, you come across an alien. Because That's exactly right. It is <laughs> nutty. Uh, some of the critters that they uh, that that inhabit this area. But there's nothing there. There's not like any coral or nothing. It's just this mucky gray goo or sand or something.
1: Well, there are a couple of spots like that. Most of them have reefs as an option as well. Yeah. Uh, we've divided it up pretty much 50-50 between uh, wide-angle, big animal stuff, mm-hmm. and muck diving. Okay. So we're going to see... see I want to see a little bit of everything they've got to offer. I've heard so much about Indo for so long. I mean, you go diving in the Philippines and you talk about how great it is. And there's always some clown that'll go, oh, okay, well, you ought to go to Indonesia. Right. Or, you know, we were down in the Red Sea together and some guy on the boat goes, oh, I, I just got back from Indonesia. So yeah, I'm tired of hearing people do, say it. Well, I exactly. To to
2: well, you mentioned uh, the big animals too, isn't that where they got the uh, thresher sharks? that are coming off of one of the uh, spots there or am I thinking of a different place.
1: Uh, you know, there are thresher sh- sharks. I don't know any place in Indo that's known for that. Uh, Philippines Maybe, uh, is really a little more Malapasca yeah. in the uh, Philippines.
2: That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay, that whole part of the world it kind of blurs together. I need to again I need to check up on my geography and or just look at a map more often. <laughs>
1: Well, but, my first thresher shark I ever saw, I was diving with you, and yeah. we were in uh, Red Sea, I think. That's right. Yeah, Red
2: we had a great uh, thresher shark encounter. So, a couple of them that week yeah. when we were on the aboard with Explorer uh, Ventures, yeah. but uh, uh, So what other big animals do you expect to see, though, in Indonesia? What are
1: you looking uh, for? Well, one big animal I expect to see is Steve Weaver because it's his birthday, and we're going to have— our birthdays are only two days apart, and we're going to have a massive birthday
2: party for a bunch of folks. Okay, there. so he's a big animal. I got it. I don't know <laughs> if that's how he wants to be described, but uh, it's Jerry Beatty. He can do what he wants. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like a, a great celebratory trip that you got planned. But as far as I mean, are you, are you? I mean, the big animals that they're known for in Indonesia, I'm not real sure what is it. Do you know? It just depends on where you're at, or you it 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 whale on where sharks
1: you're at or what? Lot. You know. I think they have a bit of everything. It's just not all in one place. You'll know when you go, I guess. Well, and that's why I broke it up into so many different slices and so many different places Mm -hmm. because none of them offer up the same
2: experience. Right. They got a lot of uh, different options out there. And as far as all the places that you pick to dive, are these just from your years' experience of of talking to operators that work in that part of the world? And they finally said, All right, Jerry, come on out. You got to visit our place, that kind of thing, or what?
1: Pretty much. Yeah. I, uh, I know a couple people that have spent the last 20 years going to Endo three, four times a year and uh, become pretty experienced. And I've been listening to them. And then uh, I got a couple people to help start putting it together. And uh, it's amazing how many ways there are to get to Indo now when there was no way to get there at all a month ago. And now you've got all kinds of options. Well, there you go. And you'll be like uh,
2: finalizing these plans, I assume, at the scuba show because some of them will be exhibiting at at the big event this weekend, right?
1: I hope to have the trigger pulled and everything done before I get to scuba show because I'm going to have so much fun at scuba show. I'm not going to want to think about anything except what time does the bar close.
2: Well, exactly. But uh, chances are you're going to meet some of them and they're going, go, "Hey, you got to come here too." Next thing is his 6 week tour is going to end up being like, you know, 12. Anything can happen there. At the Scuba Show in Long Beach. You'll hear all about it next week when we broadcast from the big event, so make sure you tune in. Till then, remember, it is always better where Jerry, down where it's wetter. That's right. Safe diving everyone. Y'all hey, Scuba
1: radio. want we'll to stay in the know, if you be pressurized there, you'll want to be there on
0: oxygen. Yes, we all miss our loved ones and gases. Let's go!